my name is Brunella Diaz-Soto and today I'm going to be talking about how ableism and disability applies to my brother and how it applies in a larger context. Hi! Hello, my name is Alvaro Diaz-Soto. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I hope you're having a great day. Me too, I hope you're, you're having a great day. Um, so, where are you from, Alberto? Where are we from? We're originally from Macau, Puerto Rico. <laughs> but now we live in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, that's interesting. I'm from Puerto Rico too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why why did we end up moving to the US? Because mostly because of my studies. And I think it's I think wasn't it because of our dad? Um job, about our parents' job. Yeah, so our parents had an opportunity an opportunity because they were laid off their job at Puerto Rico and their company moved to the U.S. Yeah. Also, it was because like the system of special education in Puerto Rico is even worse than here. So our parents were thinking mainly of you to move here because it was a whole process. It was like even more difficult than here because over there they had to go to the physical office of special education there. So it was really difficult. So, going back to you, what's your disability? My disability is the ADHD. Mm. It's where I can't concentrate on a single thing, where my mind just wanders around yeah. constantly. How has that affected you in school? So, I find myself looking around the classroom and just not focusing on the work we, we're currently doing. So, it's basically like, if I'm doing homework at home, I literally just get distracted. I don't focus on it yeah so you just have trouble focusing so it, it affects your tests your grades it just it's a chain of events yes okay oftentimes we think of disability through two models the medical and the social model as baglieri and lavani state in chapter two of the 2019 model um in their within their medical model um, disability is something that needs to be fixed. Disability is believed to necessarily result in a poor quality of life. The source of the problem lies within the individual body or minds. Focuses on ameliorating or fixing the impairment or to the extent of possible, rendering the individual more normal. So Alberto, thinking about these statements, um, do you, how do you think your ADHD has been looked upon through this model? If they they think pills will help me, but but actually the pills don't help me that as much as pe people think, and and had a bunch of side effects like headaches, tired. I also didn't feel like myself and eating that was like also a huge problem yeah i remember like you wouldn't you would just be like oh yeah i don't really want to eat and you just forget to eat yeah i think i made me more calmer and more agent and have more energy throughout the day and more awake it, it there wasn't a noticeable difference in my grades either and i stopped yeah, taking the pills two years ago because the headaches were so bad. Another thing that I still sometimes get, I get those headaches and they're very um, distinct, 
distinguishable. Distinguishable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like the pill was kind of just like a way of fixing you instead of fixing your surroundings to make you more motivated within in the classroom. The other model of disability is the social model. They state how disability is a socio-culturally constructed phenomenon situated in multiple contexts. It rejects the idea of normal and normalcy as understood to be social culturally defined, culturally defined. Um, disability is viewed as a natural and inevitable form of human variation, and qu the quality of life with people with disabilities is influenced by societal attitudes, practices, or real technologies. Um, it locates the source of the problem for people with disabilities in social and systemic barriers or in ableist attitudes and practices. People with disabilities are often viewed as a minority group that has experienced historical oppression, focus on reducing stigmas, negative attitudes, and systemic barriers, and on increasing, increasing access for disabled people to all aspects of society. So, like, now looking at your ADHD towards, um, like, with the social model, like, how, how have you been helped through the social model? I've been helped on tests. I've been helped in homeworks. I've been helped in many things, but just mostly in, like, one subject. It's been, like, English. Mm. English and but how how writing. how is it like um how do they help you so like through that model like they they break it up into part part by part so it helps you helps me or helps anybody with disabilities understand it a lot better and much easier for them for us to break it down and understand it mm. so instead of like um just like dismissing you for being like oh you're dumb i'm not gonna help you there they take you step through step because i know you're not dumb at like i it just a we're just a little more a little, i'm just a little slower at understanding what they're talking about i just need things repeated multiple times for me to get it yeah i i understand that and i've definitely been guilty of using stigmas and being like oh he's just being lazy oh he's just like But, like, throughout this past year, I can really, like, say how, like, helping you, like, no, like, instead of just dismissing you and taking you step by step and, like, analyzing what you actually need. Like, especially, like, last semester when I helped you with, through online school. Yeah. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was just a nightmare. Yeah. It's, yeah, but it, it was in part my fault because I kept dismissing you and, like, thinking that you could do it on your own instead of, like, taking you through with it and like explaining it yeah because like even though i'm not in your classes i know i could have helped you but like i was like oh he's just being lazy he but can there do are it. some things i can do on my own yeah obviously but like there are like some aspects of school they don't uh they don't provide any help like for example they, they don't provide for me they don't provide any help for english they don't you know They do provide English. I'm not, I forget. I'm sorry if I confuse you here, but okay. <laughs> they provide. They don't provide help for math since I'm great at math easily. It's like easy for me to understand. Some people are great at English. It's easy for them to understand. So it, it could be flipped upside down for e either way if you look at it. Mm -hmm. So 
They have taken many ways to help us get providing a teacher for like a small group. Mm -hmm. If you some people learn better with small groups, I learn better when I'm like with a small group and a teacher that goes step by step with me. Mm -hmm. Like very specialized to you, like yeah, like it's like directed to you. Yeah, because I definitely, I definitely like shouldn't have dismissed you was dumb and, yeah and the teachers are, be, are uh, playful they try and being playful makes make them make them they try and make it fun easier for us to understand and give, give us motivation to do work mm -hmm. so i do my work i'm normally just silent most mm -hmm. of the time and when i have the chance i answer and I help and if somebody asks for help i help mm. Some people, some people don't. Some people just really don't like helping because they don't understand the subject. Mm -hmm. I understand the subject sometimes, and I just still ask for help, even if I, some people with disabilities, feel, like over over their lives, they feel like they can't ask for help. Mm -hmm. Which is has definitely been you at times, like because like I, I I don't like asking for help. Like most of the time, I don't like asking for help. So, Unless it's absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, like, I feel like I've been guilty of not letting you ask for help. Because I, like, some, like, especially last semester, because I was like, oh, he can do it on his own. Um, just tell me when, when you need help instead of sitting down with you. Which I realize is way more efficient when I sit down with you and I take you step by step with him. But you can't take me by step by step. You still have classes for yourself. Yeah. And I've been doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> I had to say so myself. I've been doing pretty well. Because yeah. my teacher, uh, my te I got, and I got um extended time. I get um uh, an extra day to do homework. But now I don't get extra day to do homework. I get extended time for everything. So and also I get more help. I got a class. They provide help for. They replace a period for help. Mm -hmm. And I just have two free periods. I get help. I'm, I'm one of them. Just like goof around the second one. Yeah. But I really shouldn't be doing that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it really shows how looking at it through the social model helps way more than the medical model. It also shows how much a, a person can grow. Yeah. Because like, um, usually like, oh... You have ADHD. You're dumb. Like you can't focus. Like why? Why are you doing that? Like, but trying to fix it through like You're instead being of being patient. Yeah, and not telling you those because you clearly aren't those. You're smart. I think you're so smart. Thank you. Are, you're talking like you're so smart. I don't. I don't understand why anybody would say anything different. But yeah, and like it's just more. It's because I remember like you through the medical model like you taking the pill i remember you like you didn't feel like yourself you were sluggish you were like you wouldn't eat like sometimes i'd be like hey do you want me to make eat this for you or like sorullitos like i remember i would be like but you uh, wouldn't even get so excited <laughs> you wouldn't get as excited so like it, it affected you in other parts very the negatively really did affect it really did affect my hunger my appetite like how i treat how i treat food but now i'm just like food yes <laughs> i just eat everything yeah you're able to like enjoy life more now yeah
Somewhat sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you. You just you just had this like. I'm more aura. like I used to be that more antisocial than I am right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it it like took away from who you were. So your experience has been pretty good overall. Yes, it has, but there's, but since there's more students than teachers, it sometimes. It, it doesn't let me have uh, as much help as I need or my other, my other friends, everybody else. Not everybody gets the equal amount of help since there's so many, so many students. Mm -hmm. So your experience has been pretty good overall? Yes, it has. But there's, but since there's more students than teachers, it, it sometimes, it doesn't let me have uh, as much help as I need, or my other, my other friends, everybody else. Not everybody gets the equal amount of help since there's so many, so many students. Mm -hmm. That quote summarizes how um, intersectionality is a big part of all these systems and how they work together to keep people oppressed, like classism, racism, racism and ableism are part of a whole system and they're not interchangeable but rather build upon another so um it's important to like know your like your experience particularly like like you identifying as a latino boy and you have a disability too and but um thank thankfully we're not we're not poor and we're not in a community we're in a privileged community because we have resources that you can have. We're, we're working class at Red We're working class, but we're still doing pretty good. But, but our parents, like... They're always working and they're providing for us. Yeah. And so we, we are privileged, but we're still... We live in a community of white people. Even though it's not a community of rich white people, it's a community of white people. We show how resources are. Like your school has... Is seventy seven percent white, right? Is that right? Yeah. yeah, and it could explain the way the why there are so many resources in, in the school. More than one of my friends moved to a different school, mm -hmm. and he has way less resources than what we have here. Mm. He says the computers are super old; they're not brand new. They can't build new schools since the funds were are really low. Oh yeah, you your school just. It's just it got rebuilt, yeah. Yeah. And just it got rebuilt and we also got new Chromebooks back and stuff. It's provided by by the by the by the white community here. Mm -hmm. Not by the white community, but, but like yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah, mostly, basically. mostly white, so yeah. it's basically a white community. And going more in depth into that, it's like um so people that live in uh, uh, what is it called? Poor communities don't don't get the right water or live in rundown buildings. So the kids develop mental illness and then they develop other disabilities. And then these disabilities often get ignored. So it's just a cycle that keeps going. So they stay poor. And usually it's communities of color. Something that also plays a big role in where you get placed is testing and how your public education develops. 
So what do you think about testing today, like especially standard testing, like to get into college and stuff? SAT. I think the ACT and the ACT are shit. <laughs> Why do you think that? Because literally we just evaluate people based on their freaking intelligence. Because <laughs> <laughs> True, but yeah, it's kind of like a way of how eugenics is reinforced and it creates a hierarchy instead of like just just letting people find out what they're good at and it's just like it makes people feel like they're less than inferior to yeah and it's like kind of like an evaluation thank you for listening to our podcast and listening to our journey on this this uh, i can't say can you say it (laughs) (laughs) deconstructing disability this is brunelli diaz soto alberto j diaz soto (laughs) bye i hope you have a good day yeah of what systems are working against you so like if you don't know if a question is classist, a poor person's not going to get it right. And therefore, you're going to be looked at upon as less. But that's not that's not your fault that you don't know it. You're just they're just it's just classist and not and not fair to everybody. And it's just like it doesn't even make sense why all these questions are being asked. In addition, there's like a big um relation of race and class so usually these questions are directed towards white people that are rich in these tests so it's just like it doesn't evaluate skills it just evaluates where you are kind of so like i was gonna ask you alberto so um so you understand how the how these tests are like are just Eugenics. Uh, because they they uh, put down people of color and disabilities and the poor people. So the tanks are basically rigged. Mm, yeah. In favor of people that are dominant. So that like if you're white, you're rich and you're and you are able bodied, quote unquote. And you don't have special needs, but what even are needs? Like what why are your needs special and my needs are not special? You know what I'm saying? Like no way it's actually They're just needs. Like yeah. everybody needs stuff and everybody relies on each other. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our podcast and listening to our journey on this this uh, I can't say can you say it? <laughs> <laughs> Deconstructing disability. This is Brunelli Diaz Soto. Alberto J. Diaz Soto. (laughs) Bye. I hope you have a good day. Yeah.